Hey there, Richard. Hope you're navigating through those San Francisco rain showers okay today. Yeah, it's a light rain kind of Tuesday over there. Highs hovering around 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Perfect weather to catch up on some news, I'd say. Absolutely. Let's dive into what's making headlines. Big news in the world of finance as Warren Buffett-backed Capital One is set to acquire Discover Financial Services in a massive $35.3 billion all-stock deal. This merger could create a major global payments powerhouse, but it's expected to face some tough antitrust scrutiny. We're looking at what this means for the credit card market and for you. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. This is The Daily Scoop from PocketPod News. Over in Asia, despite a larger-than-expected interest rate cut in China, shares remained below recent highs. Financial markets are navigating through these uncertain waters as we wait to see more fiscal support on the horizon. And there's this new startup called Sierra making waves by betting big on AI agents transforming customer service interactions with brands. They're tackling challenges head on with innovative solutions aiming to redefine how we communicate with companies. With so much happening around the globe, from major financial deals to technological advancements, it's crucial to stay informed. Stick around, we've got all the details on these stories and more to help you stay ahead of the curve. This message is brought to you by PocketPod, revolutionizing the podcast experience with the power of generative AI. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to content that listens to you, tailored to your interests, schedule, and style preferences. With PocketPod, every episode feels like it's made just for you, transforming how you experience podcasts. Ready for a personalized listening journey? Visit PocketPod.app today to join the waitlist. Big news in the financial sector as Capital One is set to acquire Discover Financial Services in a massive deal. That's right. Valued at $35.3 billion, this all-stock transaction is creating quite the buzz. It's projected to launch the merged company into the ranks of the largest U.S. banks, right up there with J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup. But it's not going to be smooth sailing from here. The acquisition is expected to come under intense antitrust scrutiny and regulatory hurdles that could stretch into late 2024 or early 2025. And there's more at play than just merging operations. The companies anticipate saving $2.7 billion through synergies post-acquisition, but they'll also have to navigate a landscape increasingly focused on competition and consumer protection. To dive deeper into what this acquisition means for the financial services market and what hurdles lie ahead, we'll be speaking with PocketPod News business correspondent Jared Holcomb. Jared. How significant is this deal in terms of reshaping the banking and payments landscape? Jonathan, this deal is monumental, not just in its sheer scale, but in its potential to redefine competitive dynamics within the banking and payments industry. By combining two major players, Capital One and Discover Financial Services, in an all-stock transaction valued at $35.3 billion, we're looking at the birth of a global payments titan. This positions the merged entity as the sixth-largest U.S. bank by assets. It's a clear signal that both companies are not just aiming to expand their footprint, but are also setting their sights on competing more aggressively with banking giants like J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup. That's a huge leap forward for Capital One and Discover. Can you share more about how this merger is structured and what it means for shareholders? Certainly. Under the terms of the deal, Discover shareholders will receive 1.0192 Capital One shares for each share of Discover they own. 
This arrangement represents a 26.6% premium over Discover's closing price on Friday before the announcement. Essentially, what this means is that Capital One is betting big on leveraging Discover's strengths to create synergies that justify this premium. Post-merger, Capital One shareholders will own 60% of the combined company, with Discover shareholders owning 40%. The anticipated pre-tax synergies are quite substantial, too, estimated at $2.7 billion through cost-cutting measures and network savings. With such a significant merger on the table, regulatory approval won't be straightforward, right? Absolutely correct. The acquisition is poised to undergo intense antitrust scrutiny and regulatory approval processes which could extend into late 2024 or early 2025. Given President Joe Biden's administration's focus on promoting competition across various sectors, including financial services, the level of examination from bank regulators and the Justice Department will be notably rigorous. This comes especially after Biden signed an executive order in 2021 aimed at fostering competition within the American economy. And how does this merger fit into the broader context of regulatory concerns around credit card fees and market competition? Well, Jonathan, that's another layer adding complexity to this deal's approval process. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has been vocal about implementing strict new rules on credit card fees, which has raised eyebrows concerning competition within the U.S. credit card market itself. Regulators are keenly focused on ensuring that mergers like these don't erect barriers that prevent new entrants into the market or unfairly disadvantage smaller players. Maintaining a fair, competitive landscape is key here. Speaking of competition and regulations, Has either company faced any significant supervisory issues that might affect this deal? Indeed, they have. Particularly Discover has had its share of supervisory hiccups over incorrectly classified credit card accounts dating back to mid-2007. While challenges like these could raise concerns among regulators, it's often viewed more favorably if such issues belong to the target company rather than the acquirer, assumed here as Capital One being considered as acting in good faith. So considering all these aspects, market impact, shareholder value, regulatory hurdles, what's your final take on this acquisition? Jonathan, while there are undeniable hurdles ahead given heightened regulatory scrutiny under current administration policies promoting economic competition, it's clear both Capital One and Discover are aiming high with this acquisition. They're looking to carve out a significant space for themselves in a competitive landscape dominated by heavyweights like Visa and MasterCard by becoming a global payments giant themselves. However, how smoothly they navigate through antitrust examinations and adapt to evolving regulatory mandates will be crucial for realizing their ambitions. That was PocketPod News business correspondent Jared Holcomb. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It was great discussing this groundbreaking merger with you. The financial markets in Asia have been on a roller coaster lately, haven't they? Absolutely. From China's unexpected interest rate cut to market reactions that didn't quite hit the mark of optimism. There's a lot to unpack with Asian shares struggling to keep up their momentum. And it's not just the stock markets. 
We've got movements in U.S. Treasury yields, company-specific news-making waves, and even commodity markets showing some interesting trends. Right. And let's not forget about the upcoming NVIDIA earnings report. It's a significant indicator for tech and broader markets alike. Investors are on their toes waiting to see if NVIDIA can meet those high expectations. To dive deeper into these financial currents, we're joined by PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Leah, there's a lot going on from interest rate cuts in China to Capital One's big acquisition move. Where do we start? Indeed, Jonathan, there's a whirlwind of activity in the financial markets right now. Let's start with the significant move by China, cutting its five-year loan prime rate by 25 basis points to 3.95 percent. This move was bigger than what many economists had anticipated and sends a clear message that policymakers are serious about bolstering the economy. However, it also raises eyebrows regarding the health of China's economic recovery and whether more fiscal measures will be needed to sustain market momentum. That's quite a substantial cut. How did the markets react to this announcement? Well, despite this aggressive cut, Asian shares struggled to maintain their one-and-a-half-month highs. There seems to be a sense of skepticism among investors about the potential for larger stimulus measures. Specifically, we saw the Shanghai Composite Index fall by 0.7 percent and blue chips by 0.6 percent. It appears investors are cautious, keeping an eye out for further fiscal support that targets consumption directly. Speaking of market reactions, I'm curious about how U.S. markets have been faring in response to these developments. U.S. markets have shown some interesting movements as well. For instance, following Monday's holiday, U.S. Treasury yields saw a slight uptick with 10-year yields rising by 1.4 basis points, and S&P 500 futures dipped slightly by 0.2 percent. This indicates that market sentiment is still very much influenced by economic indicators and expectations around Federal Reserve rate cuts, especially in light of recent high producer and consumer prices readings. Now, shifting gears a bit to company news, Capital One and Discover Financial Services made headlines with their acquisition deal. Yes, that's one of the standout stories in company news right now. Capital One announced its acquisition of Discover Financial Services for an impressive $35.3 billion. But it's not just Capital One making waves. ANZ Bank's shares took a hit after regulatory clearance for its buyout of Suncorp's banking operations came through, while Star Entertainment saw its shares plunge due to regulatory investigations into its Sydney casino operations. With all these developments in company news and stock movements, how are commodity markets holding up? Commodity markets are showing some resilience amidst this turbulence, with Brent crude futures slightly down at $83.45 a barrel and gold holding, steady at $2,018 an ounce. However, iron ore prices experienced a slide in Singapore following movements in soft commodities like corn futures, hitting a three-year low and wheat reaching a -a two-and-a-half-month low due to increased inventories. Lastly, there's quite some anticipation around NVIDIA's earnings report coming up. Absolutely. NVIDIA's earnings report scheduled for Wednesday has garnered significant attention from investors worldwide. The key question is whether NVIDIA can exceed already high expectations set by investors amid this heightened scrutiny on tech companies' performance within global financial dynamics. It sounds like we're navigating through quite complex financial currents globally, from interest rates cuts in China, stirring mixed market reactions, to major corporate maneuvers and commodity market stability amidst it all. Reporter, that's exactly right, Jonathan. It's a dynamic period for global markets where every development carries weight on investor sentiment and future outlooks. Host, that was PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Thanks for joining us today. Reporter, 
Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Always glad to share insights with our listeners. Imagine chatting with a brand's customer service, and the conversation is so seamless, you can't tell if it's a person or an AI on the other end. That's exactly where Sierra, a new startup by Brett Taylor and Clay Baver, is setting its sights. They're betting big on conversational AI to change how we interact with brands, making the experience more intuitive and efficient. But it's not all smooth sailing. Sierra faces challenges like ensuring the AI doesn't misrepresent brands or provide inaccurate information not to mention navigating the maze of regulatory and data privacy concerns. And yet, despite these hurdles, they see a huge market opportunity. With significant funding behind them, including $110 million from heavyweights like Benchmark and Sequoia, they're pushing forward with innovative pricing models and aiming to lead in this emerging tech landscape. To dive deeper into how Sierra plans to revolutionize customer experiences with AI agents and navigate these complex challenges, we're joined by PocketPod News technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Alex? Thanks, Jonathan. Sierra is indeed an exciting startup that stands out for its ambitious goal to leverage conversational AI in redefining customer interactions with brands. Founded by tech veterans Brett Taylor and Clay Baver, Sierra has quickly grabbed attention with its innovative approach, backed by a substantial $110 million investment from leading firms like Benchmark and Sequoia. The founders are betting big on the idea that conversational AI will soon become the primary interface for customers engaging with companies. That sounds promising, Alex. Could you explain a bit more about how conversational AI is expected to transform the customer experience? Absolutely. The core idea here is to make interactions between customers and brands as intuitive and efficient as possible. Imagine being able to ask freeform questions or make requests directly to a brand's AI agent, whether it's about placing an order, scheduling a service, or even getting product recommendations. Sierra believes this level of interaction can significantly enhance the overall customer experience by making it more personalized and responsive. With such potential benefits, there must be some challenges Sierra is facing in implementing these AI agents, right? Indeed, Jonathan. While the prospects are exciting, there are significant hurdles. One major concern is ensuring that these AI agents accurately represent the brand without any misinterpretation or generating misleading responses, a phenomenon often referred to as hallucination in AI parlance. It's a complex issue requiring ongoing research and sophisticated solutions like employing supervisory models to monitor and correct responses when necessary. And what about concerns related to regulatory compliance and data privacy? Those are key considerations for Sierra, especially given the sensitivity around customer data handling in automated systems. Brett Taylor has emphasized the importance of designing their software with regulatory compliance in mind from the get-go. It's about balancing innovation with responsibility, ensuring that customer interactions are not only efficient but also secure and transparent according to prevailing regulations. It seems like navigating these challenges could open up significant market opportunities for conversational AI. Precisely. Despite these obstacles, Sierra views them as paving the way for groundbreaking advancements in customer engagement technologies. Taylor envisions a future where conversational AI not only becomes mainstream, but also catalyzes the emergence of new enterprise software companies focused on innovative customer experience solutions. And we're talking about potentially five to 10 new players entering this space. 
That's an interesting outlook on market dynamics. I'm curious about their pricing model as well. It sounds quite unconventional. Yes, it's another area where Sierra is looking to innovate by introducing an outcome-based pricing model, a stark departure from traditional subscriptions or usage fees common in SaaS products today. Here, customers pay only when their problem is effectively resolved by an AI agent, which aligns closely with delivering tangible value rather than merely offering access. It's clear that Sierra is pushing boundaries on several fronts then, from technology implementation to market strategies. Absolutely. Their approach combines technological innovation with strategic foresight into how businesses engage with digital audiences, an endeavor full of challenges but equally ripe with opportunities for redefining digital customer experiences. That was PocketPod News Technology Correspondent Alex Harmon. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. And that's The Daily Scoop for Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Richard. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.